Welcome to Rainer's Radio, practical training for joint heirs with Christ, with your host, Diane Thomas. Good evening, and welcome to Rainer's Radio. This is Diane Thomas, your host. Let's just take a couple moments and relax and put aside any other things that are going on in your life, any stresses or concerns or even things you're looking forward to. And just let this time be a time where you can make yourself available to whatever the Lord wants to reveal to you. Remember this life that we're experiencing now, what we're doing now is about the restoration of our soul. Spiritually speaking, you're either alive or dead. That's it. If you've been born again in Christ, you are in Christ. There is no shadow of turning. There's no maturing. There's no levels or getting closer to God. If you're in him, you're in him spiritually. Our problem problem is the soul. Your soul has developed bad habits. And those habits are unique to you. We all have things in common that are bad habits, like wanting to control and prevent hurt and control others. We want to feel good. There's things we all have in common. We don't like pain. We don't like change. We believe what we believe because it suits us. We have faith in God that suits us. We have faith in ourselves and others that suits us. Our our temperament in our soul, the way God put our soul together. Now again, we've We're talking about your soul being your mind, your will, and your emotions. You have strengths and weaknesses in each one of those. And those strengths and weaknesses influence how you perceive, what you believe, how you act. They aren't necessarily reliable. They're definitely limited. But that's fine because that's where we are right now. We're limited. We are not living fully as spirit beings right now. Nobody is on this earth. But God has us on a pathway. And it's not his goal that the overriding purpose that he has for us to reach somewhere out there to meet some standard or accomplish something in his name or otherwise or to glorify him. Instead, his purpose for you is that you would be one, spirit, soul, and body that you would be complete and entire, 
fully dwelling in him. Your spirit is dwelling in him now. But over time, your soul and body will also be restored to that united connection, that united oneness in Christ, in God. That's the way we were originally created. So our soul and body are returning to their original way they were made, their original DNA. Your soul was made to receive life from your spirit. And your spirit has the life of God, eternal life. So your soul is torn. Now that you become a Christian, you are double-minded. Now that you've become a Christian, you are double-willed. You are double-emotioned. You are double-souled. Before, you had no choice. You had to do, your soul was going to accomplish everything it could to meet its needs. For control, for getting, for acceptance, for, for love, for being able to determine its, its, his, its uh, past, its beliefs, its history, to hide its wounds. But now that it has the opportunity to be restored to its relationship with your spirit, that, it, again, your soul doesn't like change. It doesn't like choice. It, doesn't, it likes to just do what it has been doing. This is one of the reasons that God puts us in some of the circumstances he does. Because we will continue a bad habit as long as it works. So God very often brings failure into our lives. Not to punish us, not to bring judgment onto us, not to convict us, but to show us where we are relying on something other than him to show us simply our bad habits. Do you have bad habits? Absolutely, we all have bad habits. That's not a surprise to anyone. The goal, though, is to be a partaker of what God is doing as he restores our soul because it's that restoration where your soul will release and let go of those bad habits. As he meets the needs of your soul, you will let go of those bad habits. Part of our experience that we've been working towards these many weeks is learning about the supernatural realm. What that kind of does is it it pushes our soul to embrace something beyond itself. And as it does that, it 
makes itself available to God for God to change it. You can think of your soul normally as a cowering or, you know, in in a prison of its own making. But it's safe there, a cave with a locked door on it. And what God says is he's already unlocked the gate. He's already unlocked your door. You can come out any time, but your soul doesn't want to come out because your soul has already set up the cave just the way it wants it. It's safe in there. It can't be hurt in there. It has everything it needs in there. God says, no, you have no idea what's out here. So he starts tearing apart that cell. He starts destroying the comfort that has kept us in that cave. Starts knocking down the mountain around the cave. Starts making making it uncomfortable for us in that cave. But he can also draw us out. And this is our opportunity. This is one of the ways we are... I'd rather be drawn out than forced out. And when we can be drawn out by what's going on, by learning about the supernatural, about other things, letting our soul expand rather than shrink behind that door and stay locked into that cave. He draws us into the supernatural realm where our soul has power and authority. The soulical realm, which is within the supernatural realm, is your soul's habitation. Your soul is made to and meant to exert power and authority. It's not meant to live in that cave, regardless of how comfortable it is or like home. So as we look at our options as far as how how do we deal with our future how do we how is our soul restored to spirit and there's some choices we can we can make and this is one of the reasons we're we're always so focused on spending time with god cuz that's one of the ways that you can make yourself available to god for him to break off the lies, the the bad habits, remove your crutch so your soul can be reunited to your spirit. And with that connection that you have created and have now have confidence that you're hearing him, that you're able to receive from him, that you're getting that guidance and direction, or even if it's just a connection with him, that you have a confidence that he's real that he's, he loves you, he's on your side, he's leading and guiding and directing you even when you don't know it. All those things then enable you to say, okay, I see what's going on. I can't change my soul, but I can start behaving like my soul should behave. 
your soul is not fearful. It's not stupid. It's it it has wisdom and good judgment, but those are things that we develop over time. But it's not fearful. It's not harmful. Your soul is not destructive, self-destructive or otherwise. But we don't know that because we're, we're so used to living in a cave behind a locked door. So again, God ta- comes and he's starting to destroy your cave where you're going to have to come out for your own good. Now he's gentle. He gives us opportunities to come out on our own. We're going to have to come out on our own eventually. But we can do it with him. We can, when we understand what he's doing, and it's not going to be an understanding in great detail, but just conceptually that he is drawing our soul back into relationship with our spirit. When you put it like that, it's fairly simple. It makes sense. But the rest of it is so beyond our comprehension and understanding, especially in Western tradition, Western Christianity, which is all about serving him and glorifying him as if he was out there somewhere, as if he needed to be glorified. He's, he's got all the glory he, he needs. He is glory. He owns and created everything. He's not concerned about being recognized. He is a giver. He created us to receive because all he ever wants to do is give, is share, create, do more. His hands are always open toward us. And all he is asking is that we be able to receive so he's recreating and reforming your soul, restoring your soul to be able to receive. And yet your soul, all it wants to do is, is hide, hide under the bed, not be able to receive, because that might hurt, that might change things, that might make us out of control. And those are the things that are scary. Those are the things that our soul resists. So when we look at how we're learning about the supernatural realm, it's not just about gaining information. But as you start acting as your soul is meant to be, your, your soul has the power and authority in the solical realm, in the supernatural realm. As you start to act on that, you are coming out of that cave on your own volition. You are recognizing who God made you to be, not just spiritually, but also solically and even physically. It's like finding out you have, you know, royal blood, finding out you're the long-lost you know, grandchild of a king somewhere and find out that you've inherited the throne. And now you have to start acting different because now you're not just some person out there. You're the king of this kingdom. 
you're going to act different because everything you do and say has an authority behind it. And, of course, there are consequences to that. But that's the mentality shift. When you start realizing that your soul, what your soul says and does and thinks and feels has a weight to it and a consequence to it, then you start seeing yourself, your soul, differently. It starts pulling you towards restoration, pulling you, making yourself more available to God, responding to the thirst. That doesn't mean the fear and the concern and the worry and the struggle and the bad habits all just fall away. But there's an understanding it's the goodness of God that draws us. Because this is what was your soul was meant to do. The more your soul <clears throat> begins to behave and believe what it is, that the truth about your soul is reality, not about your soul's bad habits, but about your soul itself, that your soul is a gift from God. It's not who you are. It's not your true nature. But it's God, a part that God gave you while you're here on this earth. It's temporary. It doesn't mean anything. You know, when God gives you something, here, you know, here's this piece of gold. It doesn't mean anything. It's just a piece of gold or a diamond or, or a brick clay brick doesn't mean anything does it's not a reflection on you it's just a thing this soul god gave you it's whether it has you know socially acceptable strengths or you know things we need to hide and keep hidden it that's much more about how it your soul relates to society and culture and even your own family it's not what god thinks about you but we don't want to get caught up in the whole idea of we need to fix our soul your soul itself without its bad habits there's absolutely nothing wrong with it and god is not out to fix it he's out to restore it and part of that restoration process is to free your soul, to heal your soul, to speak truth to your soul. So your soul is restored to your spirit. So most of the work, 99% of the work, is done by God himself. He's the one who restores our soul. The part we can do is recognize we're, you know, we're on the throne in our in the spirit, in the supernatural realm, not the spiritual. Spiritual in the supernatural realm, our soul has power and authority that it does not know how to exercise. So when we start having a different perspective of this great gift that God has given us, our soul, you know, very often we get caught up in you know false humility. Well, I'm just a sinner saved by grace. It's like, well, you were. For a split second, you are a sinner saved by grace. Now you're a saint. 
embrace that. Now, in your spirit, you're either dead or alive. Once you're a living spirit, that's it. You're not going to be backsliding. You're not going to be needing to strive or conform. You are in Christ. Now, some of the ways and things God does, big surprise, are beyond us, are beyond our way of thinking. And each one of us is at a different path, on a different path, and in a different place. And this is one of the reasons we're speaking in generalities now. We'll get into specifics over time. But just understanding that your soul yearns to be restored to your spirit. It desires your spirit. Your soul desires your spirit but it also desires safety and control and peace. And very often God doesn't want. He uses the exact opposite of what your soul wants to break down that mountain, to to break apart the cave that your soul has been hiding in. Now that doors, that gate's been unlocked, since the resurrection of Jesus Christ. So you're free. You can come come and go out of that cave any time. Now to learn about the supernatural realm, you're going to have to come out of the cave because your soul has to start learning to do and be what it's made to do and be. Rule, exercise the power and authority in the supernatural realm. Again, not the spiritual but just like the example we're using about being a long, you know, great grandchild of a of a king and finding out nobody's left to be on the throne but you, that's in the natural realm. That's genetics. That's DNA that's passed along in in parenting, parents to parents, parents to children to children to grandchildren. That's in the natural realm. Who's who has the right? Who won the DNA lottery? That's in the natural realm. Likewise, in, this, in the solical realm, each one of us has power and authority just by the nature of our very soul. Your soul has specific characteristics, has strengths and weaknesses, but because of who that you are, have the soul that you have given to you by God for your time here on this earth and maybe before or after, But because of the gift of God, your soul has power and authority in the solical realm, which is part of the supernatural realm. And I know I'm repeating a lot of this over and over again, but it's really helpful to understand and put in perspective why we find ourselves so often in the same problems over and over again, why we struggle with what we struggle. And rather than being concerned about your, what you're struggling with, focus on learning to live as a spirit being that has a soul and lives in a body. Be drawn by what your soul is meant to be, what your soul is meant to do. And what is your soul meant to do? 
be connected with your spirit so that whatever God is flows from spirit into soul, through soul, and into body. So from the spirit, through the soulical, through the supernatural, and into this natural world, this natural realm. So God transforms and conforms us, renews our mind, restores our soul, rejuvenates our body, our emotions, our fe- everything, so that we can be a clear conduit, the eternal life of God. Now what that's going to look like, who knows? That's, that's going to be fun to see. But the more we un- perceive that, well, it's like, you know, we've used the example so often of when you break your leg, you have a cast on your leg. And, you know, no matter how old you are, when you get that, if you've been on a, a, in a cast or in a wheelchair for any length of time, you forget how to walk. Your muscles lose their strength and you have to relearn how to walk. Likewise, your soul has to relearn how to be a soul. It, it knows how to do it. It has everything. Your soul has everything it needs to soul, to be a good soul, to have a restored mind, to have a renewed heart, to have a, a, an active good judgment, goodwill. But it's going to take time because we are so used to being ruled by our bad habits. Again, God doesn't hold it against us. He is he's not our problem. Our spirit is not our problem. Our problem is our soul. And by problem what I mean is that's what we're here for. That's what we're struggling with. And if God wanted to free your soul and restore your soul with a thought, with a snap of his fingers, he could do that, and he would. But there's something that happens in us that's more valuable to God than just being changed, just being restored. Now, we've talked a little bit, I think a lot of it, not all of it, a lot of it is we learn appreciation, gratitude, because we see God change us. We see and experience God free us from the lies we've believed, the, the things we've needed healed in us, sometimes in our body, but most often in our minds, you know, the lies we believe about ourselves, the lives. You know, one of the big lies is that I made a mistake, you know, when I was 12 years old and I'm going to pay for it for the rest of my life. Or I married the wrong person. Or I, you know, took the wrong job. Or I said the wrong thing. And I'm going to have to pay for that for the rest of my life. That's one of the lies that God frees us from, that we are ever trapped by the past we aren't that's one of the aspects of as your soul learns how to exercise power and authority 
in the solical realm, which is part of the supernatural realm, you will learn to exercise power and authority over time. Because time, past, present, and future, is part of the natural realm. So your soul has power over it. So if you're, you know, maybe that's what you can do is we've got, you know, holidays coming up. Spend some time with the Lord. We've, you know, we've talked about all the, the other aspects of, of uh, you know, quickening your abilities. But with, you know, this could be a very stressful time. Spend some time just letting the Lord show you and ask him to any areas where you are believing time lies. Like maybe you, didn't, you still don't get along with Uncle Joe because of the one time you argued about, you know, football or whatever, even something big. He criticized your, your life choices or you made fun of something about him and now you don't even speak to each other and you're going to be spending Christmas together. Or whatever. Be thinking, am I being trapped by something that happened 20 years ago? Lord, how do I live in this solical realm? How do I exercise power and authority over a lie that I know is not true? Because I have power and authority over what happened 20 years ago. I can go back and redeem the time. Lord, teach me how to do that in this, in this experience, in this example. Because here's the thing is as we start learning one example at a time, it's a skill. And like any skill, you learn it once, you, you practice it, and it becomes something, it comes second nature, and you start to be able to handle anything that comes up like that just like that. It becomes a skill. Redeeming the time becomes a skill. So thanks for tuning in. Um, we'll be getting back together again the same time next week. Always enjoy hearing from you at Diane at therainersclub.org. I'll see you next week. Until then, thanks for tuning in. This has been Diane Thomas of Rainers Radio. Have a great night. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware. Tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. You know you Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC.